the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 42 for March 6, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton, and I'm here with John Braun. Hi, John. Hey, Dave. How are you? 42, man. 42 is... Thank you for letting me do the intro. Of course. 42 is one of the coolest numbers ever. It's the answer to everything. Or, yeah, if you got the right question. Right? What is the question? (laughs) (laughs) It's the wrong question, but for those out there, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the humor we're referring to, and actually Douglas Adams, who was a Apple master, yes? That's right. Yeah. Um, may he rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Was a uh, quite a Mac type of guy, and I think we ran into him at uh, one of the uh, Mac Worlds. Out, yeah, uh, he was quite quite a few of the Mac Worlds actually. San Fran yeah. wrote some uh, yeah. nice software. So, uh, forty two is the answer. You just need to tell us. And the answer question. tonight is about uh, Activity Monitor, like we uh, discussed last week. Activity Monitor and and its various columns and and what we can use it for are sort of the focus of our organized discussion this evening. And of course, I use that term loosely. Uh, and then, we, of course, you got more reader feedback, and there was some news that uh, that happened this week, and all sorts of other things. So, what news? what's that? You're, you're going to tell me. I'll tell you what happened this week. Always news. Yeah, there's always news. But first, we do need to pay some bills here. So, uh, our first co-sponsor is Audio Engine at AudioEngineUSA.com. Audio Engine is the maker of the Audio Engine A5 series of speakers. They list for 349 bucks, and yes, we've had some of you write in saying, wow, that's a lot of money. Is it worth it? I, honestly, and, and this is just editorializing, but I think so. Absolutely. I think it's worth more. Uh, these speakers, you get what you pay for. So, and, uh, and the nice part is, of course, it's two separate speakers. You can plug them into your computer. You know, if you're the kind of person that watches DVDs on your computer, this is a great thing. Set up the DVD. Put these speakers on. You can separate them out, get a nice stereo field going, and you're good to go. And then, of course, you can unplug them, take them with you. You can charge your iPod with it, and you can also charge your cell phone if it's got a USB-based charger like the new Motorola Razors do. Excellent uh, excellent product from the folks at Audio Engine, audioenginusa.com. And our second co-sponsor is from the folks at ib2cool.com. That's ib2cool. They have the new batteries for the iPod video. And these things look pretty cool. You got to check out their website to look at them. It sort of clamps right onto the back of the iPod video or the, just the iPod, whatever Apple actually calls it these days. And the uh, claims are that it increases video playback time from two hours to 10 hours and audio playing time from 10 hours to 40 hours. And once it's initially charged, it only takes three hours to charge the thing uh to back to full full tilt there so and it it also it will charge your iPod's internal battery so you can plug the thing in and, and take it off so it comes with two skins and a stand to watch videos like a TV cradle a belt clip it retails for 99.95 but just for you 79.95 using promotional coupon code macgeek at ib2cool.com man i got to have to now, check one of those out ib digit 2 cool.com okay because i was trying that and mm-hmm. yeah so make sure you you put it in that way not the word t-w-o but i know 
digit to cool.com. But I got to yeah, check one of those good. out. Yeah, I'm going to Austin in a couple of weeks here. That might be a good thing to have on the airplane. So I might have to check one of those out and use our coupon code. <laughs> Can you do that? Why not? Why couldn't I? It'd be a good <laughs> thing. Then I'll tell you how it works. So Excellent. Uh, I got a cold tonight. Well, I had the cold last mm. week. This, is, this isn't news to any of you. And of course, for those You're of you that... Sick boy. There are some of you that actually write in and tell us that you listen to our shows back to back. So you listen to like four or five shows all in the course of like a day. And uh, you get to hear themes and all that stuff. And <clears throat> instantly, I'm sure you could all tell that the cold I had last week, which has been termed cold razor throat, is... Uh, is still with me. Now, thankfully, the razor throat portion is gone, but I'm still all congested and stuff. So if you hear weird breaks in the show, that's why. Because I will have paused things to cleanse, if you will, or just really take a mm-hmm. breath. <sighs> the curse of the Northeast, perhaps. Well, it's, you know what? It's the curse of, of having... It's, it, and I hate to use this term, because having kids is great, but it is one of the downfalls mm-hmm. of having children. Oh, they're is, germ magnets. Oh, they're man. filthy little creatures. Yeah, well, and they're out there at school, and, you know, they just... <laughs> they touching other filthy things. little oh. creatures. I mean... It's, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. a recipe for disaster. It's right a there. recipe for disaster. <laughs> so, let's bring up the activity monitor here. There are... Dave, how do I bring up the activity monitor? I just, unless oh. you have menu meters. Yeah, which we'll talk about too. But uh, uh, but but what if I don't have menu meters? Then how, how, do I, how do I get to this little gem? You go to applications and mm-hmm. utilities, and then it's in, at the top of utilities, if you're sorted by name, should be activity monitor. Excellent. Now a little sideline. Yeah. Um, on the left side of your screen, you normally have, um, in the finder window, in the upper left, you have you know your major items, and then the lower left, you have your minor items like desktop, your home folder, documents, etc. Yeah, yeah. I find it handy to drag over the utilities folder there. Well, that's a geeky so it's thing to always do. Always available. It's a geeky thing to do. But if you're in the utilities folder, which if you're a geek and you're listening to us, you should be in that folder. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, put it there just to you know save one click. So I just thought I'd toss that in because I didn't think of it initially, and someone said to me, "Hey." You go there all the time. Just put that folder there. Just so, put it there. Yeah, I do the same thing. So continue. So we're in the utilities folder. We have our friend Activity Monitor. Activity Monitor. And it can tell you a lot about what's going on with your Mac. And I'm sure most of the folks here that listen to the show have probably opened Activity Monitor at once, at one time or another. But starting from, from the left, well, actually, let's start at the top. Really, to make it worth its salt, what you want to do is next to, you've got quit process, inspect, and then there's a, a drop down that normally starts on my processes. You want to change that to all processes. Otherwise, you're not really going to get a full picture of what's going on inside your Mac. You're only going to see the processes that are run as your user. And frankly, that's not going to tell you enough. So who do these other processes belong to? Well, if you've got if other... they're not mine, I mean... Yeah, if you've got other users on the computer, then, you know, if you've got, you know, if you're doing the, the multiple login thing, then certainly that uh, there, there could be processors that belong to other users. But really what we're looking for, in addition to the processes that you've launched, are the ones launched by the system or root. And mm-hmm. that's, the, uh, that's the Mac OS for the most part, or at least you hope it is. If there's some nefarious process running as root, then all those claims of of us having viruses on the mag might actually be true <laughs> that's not funny yeah well it is kind of it funny. is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I, you know but anyway I, i'd say more malware viruses i i some may debate with us but i don't yeah. think we've seen a 
full-fledged Mac virus yet. Not no, well, some... not not since uh, the disinfectant days of yore. But anyway, disinfectant. Wow. Uh, see, Remember, and that was the greatest thing for all the ten viruses that you had on the Mac back. That's then. right. And Mac OS. They got them all. Seven or whatever it was. <laughs> um, Root, man. So, Root, what is Root up to here? I see a so, whole bunch of stuff. So you're looking at uh, going going from left to right. We're going to go quickly at first, and then we'll slow way down. Um, but process ID is on the left, and really all that is is it tells you anytime a, a program is launched on Mac OS ten, the it it or on any Unix really, and I believe that's correct. It launches or it at it assigns it a process ID number, and that number just goes up by one every time a process is launched. So the higher that number is the later in this grand scheme of things that a process was launched. Of course, it all resets to zero when you reboot. And then yeah, the process... Zero is kernel task. Kernel task. That's probably important. Yeah, you don't ever want to quit that. So then you've got process name, and then uh, I believe the next thing is user. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then after that is the percent of CPU. Percent of CPU is an interesting thing because it, it can tell you how much of your processor any given uh, application or, or program is using. And this is probably what most of you have opened the activity monitor to see is that, you know, if you've used it in the past, chances are this is what you've done. And of course, any of the columns that you see here, you can click on them and sort either up uh, or down. And it's very handy, of course, to set your CPU usage column uh, at uh, uh, decre decremental so that uh, you can see what what process is using the most CPU. And that's a handy thing, but suppose you care about how much memory your computer is consuming or if you have enough RAM and all of that good stuff. And that's where Activity Monitor tends to break down a little bit, right, John? With the uh, memory. Huh? Yeah, well, and it only, it only breaks... It'll show you everything it can, but it breaks down because things get a little wacky in Unix. You've got... Memory that's assigned to an application that's assigned only to that application. And then you've got shared memory that can be shared among one or more applications, depending on how it's, it's used and what it's being used for. And then you have virtual memory. That is the memory that, or the, the data that should be kept in memory but isn't and is stored on the disk. And all of that sounds very, very straightforward. Unfortunately... It gets a little bit confused when you look at it in Activity Monitor or pre-Panther. Uh, pre so if you've got 10.2 or less, you can get a lot of this data by running a similar utility from the command line called Top, which gives you a lot of the same data, just sort of in a uh, in a much less uh, graphical format, right? Top, I remember that. And, oh, the predecessor, of course. The predecessor of Top? PS. Oh, yeah. Well, PS is still there process status but that's very static so uh, it's very static yeah go on okay uh so memory Th there's a couple of columns that you're probably going to want to have and a couple that you're not so it, at any point in time if we're talking about something and you don't see this column there inactivity monitor go to the view menu go to columns and you'll see a whole list of things whatever is checked will appear in the activity monitor whatever's not checked won't so the first thing we're going to talk about is real memory and that column is is fairly valuable because it tells you with a somewhat accurate sense how much physical RAM that particular program is using. And of course, you can sort by this and see what's actually going on. Uh, it, it's not entirely correct, but it's 
it it's it's for the most part it's pretty close it based on what i understand and i've i've been using unix for a while and have done actually this week have done quite a bit of research on on this because it's it's all quite muddy out there but based on what i can understand real memory is the result of adding the private memory which is another column and that is private memory is only for that application plus shared memory and you get real memory but of course some of that shared memory might also be assigned to other processes too so there's some there's some there's a fudge factor going on there um but that's that's what those columns are for if you want to get if you're looking for a ballpark and you're never going to get anything exact because of the way unix manages memory but if you're looking for a ballpark look at the real memory column and that'll give you a, a decent a decent idea of what's going on does that make sense john <clears throat> no what <laughs> yes <Hey>. of course <laughs> but you know looking up on that so so all right so we have an activity monitor we got the yep. uh, columns of memory real memory and yes i agree with you that's a uh, you know pretty accurate because you look next to it and you see virtual memory and it's like hmm yeah it's very very different but before i mentioned that on the bottom of the activity monitor you will have a certain number of icons, and uh, let me know if you want to delve into this. Or, or I'm sorry, a certain number of tabs. The tabs. One they, is system memory. That's right. Yeah, and and so. And well, do we want to go there yet? Because I let, see these categories of memory. Let, let's get let's get through the, uh, the 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 columns there because because they, it all relates to kind of the aggregate numbers down there in system memory, right? Okay, so we'll get there. So, but but do you does your understanding of this kind of jive with what I found that 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 real memory is private plus shared kind of sorta? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, is that kind of, sort of, you know better, or kind of, sort of, you're... I'm going with you, brother. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I, but it I, sounds reasonable. I'm looking at the uh, the sizes on the, the various tasks. I yeah. see, you know, Safari, 60 megs, Eudora, 50 megs, Finder. So, uh, <clears throat> instinctually, I think you're on the right path. I, I think I am, too, and based on all the Unix research that I've done and experienced over the years. So... Then the interesting one interesting column though is virtual memory. And if you look, if you sort by virtual memory, chances are you're going to see something very high for a process called kernel task, which John mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then and then you'll see numbers fairly high numbers for just about every other app and high in relation to the real memory. Now, I used to assume that this virtual memory column meant that this was the amount the actual amount of virtual memory in use on the hard disk for this program at any given point in time. Now, wouldn't you think that, John? Mm. Now that I'm looking at the value there, I would say no. <laughs> it couldn't possibly but, be, could it? That's right. Yes, the numbers are too but, high. Because I'm well. Go ahead and case. go ahead and pick pick a uh, a process there, John, and double click on it if you well, would. All I'm going to say is in my virtual memory column for the kernel task, it's 1.1 gig, which yeah. is really much high the memory that I have in my mac that's right so double my portable double click well, let me well double see. click of course double clicking will show you the parent task for the most part right well yeah it will double click on anything but kernel task because kernel task of hmm. course is sort of the parent of of, of everything let's try safari so, all right okay I'll, and i'll do memory the same stats. thing with safari here yeah yep. and so you've got three tabs you've got memory statistics and then mm-hmm. open files and ports go ahead since we're talking about memory go ahead and over over to the memory tab john yep 
I'm there. Now, you'll see the real memory size, and that should jive with, with what you see in the columns there. And the virtual memory size Good. should jive yep. with what you see in the columns. And we're going to yes, tell you what that does. virtual memory size means. Shared, of course, jives. Private jives. And, and private, of course, you mentioned before. And then there is a virtual private memory. Do you like not that Not virtual, not private, but virtual private. That's right. And it's not a combination of the virtual mm, and the private. No, it's not. That's misleading. Yes, it is. So... <laughs> Here's here's what's going on. The computer, an a, any given application launches and says, I need a truckload of virtual memory. And like Safari, right now on my machine, Safari is actually running pretty lean. It tends to be a memory hog, but right now it's running with 64, mm -hmm. 61 megs of real memory and mm -hmm. 251 of virtual memory. However, that virtual memory is the amount of virtual memory that is currently assigned to Safari and that it is allowed to use, it's not what it's actually using. <gasps> so it's a bogus column, in ter unless you're a developer, uh, I can't see any use for this column. If you're a developer, it'll tell you, well, the app that you just wrote is requesting X amount of virtual memory, and you either look at it and say, yeah, that sounds about right, or you say, what the heck? So, but other than that, it's a useless column. It doesn't tell me anything that I need to know about my Mac in terms of, you know, do I need to reboot or do I have enough RAM or what's going on? Useless statistic as far as I'm concerned. And if any of you have a useful a use for this statistic, uh, let me know. If you want to see how much you have in terms of uh, swap files, you have to go to the terminal. And by swap files, <laughs> sorry, I just jumped about a light year ahead there. Uh, and when, when with virtual memory, like we explained, of course, things are saved to the hard disk. Memory is saved out in pages, 4K pages, out to the hard disk. And it's read when it needs it. And, of course, that way the system can make room in real RAM for the stuff that it, that it needs to use. However, you may at some point say, well, how much is it using on my hard disk? Good question. And the way to answer it is to open up the terminal and type sysctl space vm, and that's syscontrol, or s-y-s-c-t-l space vm for virtual memory. And you'll see two lines. The second line is the valuable line, and it's vm.swap usage. And the total will be there, the total number of bytes, and this is the actual number of bytes on your disk that is being held aside for virtual memory. And then the, the three numbers are the total, how much is used, and then, of course, how much is free on your disk. And that can kind of let you know where you're running at any given point in time. Are you finding that, John? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, the latest version of menu meters will also give you this information in the dropdown for memory usage. If you look, it'll, it'll show you your uh, at the bottom where it shows you how much swap space is used, it tells you how much yep. uh, how much total and how much used. And that's new as of 1.3 in menu meters. Yeah, that's my preferred. <laughs> yeah, it's an easier way of getting it, yeah. But, swap uh, files, you see the, uh, the lowdown. Yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah. If you're not, I know we talk about it all the time, but really, I mean, this is like my right arm. If, if you're not running menu, menu meters, meters you, you're just, uh, you're missing you're out. You're with it, man. You know, you're missing out. Yeah, you should run it. It's mm -hmm. free. Hey. If you want to make your life more difficult, don't use yeah, it. Yeah, turn it off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so down to the down to the bottom of activity monitors uh display where where you have the tabs that you mentioned, John. Yeah. Good stuff. It is good and stuff. In the memory one. Can I talk about that one? Go ahead, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's the one that confuses me the most. So we see the memory wired. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Do you know what as that far is? As I can tell, I've I've read up on that, and wired memory is memory that apps say, you know, I really you, you can't mess with this. You know, like system tables, very critical OS type stuff says I got to be this type of memory. Okay, that, that's that's right. And and just to clarify, applications cannot request that memory be wired. Only the OS can do it. So right. like like. You know, Skype isn't going to say, oh, got to be wired. That it, it can't. It doesn't have the, the rights to do that. Only the OS yeah. does. So, Thanks for that. So, sure. Yeah, so I was hinting, you know, like, yeah, very, you know, stuff that cannot get, you know, swapped out and things like that. Active is pretty straightforward. Now, here's the one that's weird. Inactive. I think you would agree, Dave. Well, Inactive. It's, it's like, yeah. well, what, what do you mean it's inactive? That's right. Well, it, it, so active, you're right. Active is pretty clear. That That's the stuff that's loaded into RAM, not on the mm-hmm. disk, and in use. Inactive, let's say you launch a program, right? And if you launch Safari, it's going to load the whole WebCore toolkit along with it and, you know, any font rendering stuff that it needs and maybe some sound stuff. And, and I'm just pulling this stuff out mm-hmm. of my head. I, I may be wrong, but it, it, yeah. for the sake of argument here, it doesn't matter. All those libraries are separate from Safari. They get loaded into shared memory. It's an oversimplification of the whole thing, but, but, but bear with me here, right? So when you quit Safari, it frees up real memory because there's, you know, it, whatever it had there, that's just Safari. But the rest of the libraries stay in memory. They just stay marked as inactive. And that's why sometimes the second time you launch an application, it seems to launch so much faster because it... It note it says, "Well, I need that library," and the system says, "Check." You know, it doesn't have to wait to load it. It just check next. It's like caching. Bingo. You've heard of these things. Right. So inactive, and and the thing is, you'll notice if you look at our pal menu meters, meters, it lists two types of memory, right? Used and available. The used memory is the wired plus the active. That's right. The free memory is the inactive. Where if you didn't know what inactive meant, you'd be like. Mm-hmm. plus the free memory. So basically inactive is like, just in case I'm here, I'm that's here right. for you. So, But what, if somebody wants to clear me out, okay. That's right. So, so what, that's why it's considered free. So that's, so it's kind of, so I actually like menu meters for making it a lot clearer to people. Because if you looked at these figures, you may not get an accurate idea of, you know, what, what how much, you know, if you need more memory, the free, now I think, from what I've read, if the free goes too low, that's bad. Well, I, I mean... It, if it gets to, like, nothing, maybe you need more memory. That's right, yeah. If free and inactive are really low, then you've got a big problem. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, but it really, free memory should be... Once your system's been running for a little while, free memory is going to be pretty low because it's just going to leave the stuff inactive that that it doesn't need. There's no reason to get rid of it. It doesn't cost the system a lot to keep track of it, so it might as well just let it be there, and there you go. So, And yeah, if you look, what, what's your VM size, say there, John, in, in your hmm. system memory Seven tab? gigs. That's right. Yeah, it's not really using seven gigs on your disk, though, is it? See, it lies. That's that number is the sum Liar. of the useless Liar. virtual memory column. Well, it's, I mean, it doesn't lie. It it tells you something. It leads <laughs> you to believe something that's not necessarily true. This may happen. Yes, Probably this. Not. Yeah, this is what's been requested, <laughs> but I don't. I can't really tell you now. Actually, below that is a good is a good uh, benchmark. It shows you the number of page ins and page outs, and 
before I, I sort of glossed over the the concept of virtual memory. When a program needs to needs a piece of data, it and if it's something that uh, that can't fit into memory, what it does is it says, "Okay, look, I'm taking the priority now." Really, it tells the system this, and it says, "Okay, you know, I need this," and the system says, "All right, hang on," and it goes and looks and finds something that's not in use, and it saves it off to the disk, and then uh, brings in whatever the 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 program that is active is requesting, and bingo, there you go. Mm-hmm. So the uh, that process is called paging because it doesn't write the entire program in and out to the disk. It just writes pieces of it, little pages, little 4K pages. So uh, the, the whole process of doing that is called paging in or paging out. Paging out means I ran out of room in memory and had to start saving things to the hard drive. So if you're running with page outs, page ins can be as high as you want. doesn't matter. Page outs, if those are... Zero, it means you're using no virtual memory and your system's running really clean. You might have too much RAM. Take some out. No, 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 don't really. Uh, But if the page out number keeps going up and up and up and up and up, you might not have enough RAM. Uh, Or you might be running Safari because it's a RAM pig and and is a horrible piece of software Mm. in terms of memory management. I, I, I highly recommend quitting Safari twice a day. You're yeah, the, and some of the plugins, like the Flash plugin, yeah. and some of the others seem to do some really well. Actually, I've noticed that some of the animation plugins it really seem to chomp the uh, oh, yeah. processor. Oh, the CPU, especially yeah. on a G G four. I don't yeah. know about your uh, new shiny new machine. Oh no, the MacBook rocks, man. We love it because <clears throat> Safari is uh, universal. Native. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it runs <laughs> Intel. No question. Yeah, now, and it's it's interesting. Um, the 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 whole reason I found out about this. And, and dug into w- what the activity monitor was doing is I noticed that the system UI server was hmm. eating up hundreds of megabytes of RAM of real memory. And UI I could server, I would imagine that's user interface, like, like the display or the, you know, I thought the same, or, I, or what, what, what is that? I thought the same thing too. And, and for literally the last year, I just didn't think about it. I thought, well, it, you know, must need it for windows or whatever you know display Mm -hmm. like you said it's something sure okay i don't feel so dumb nope well as it turns out the system ui server does one thing and one thing only Mm -hmm. it deals with the menu bar at the top of your screen that's it that's it it's not doing much it it no and it certainly doesn't need hundreds of megs i think i was running a a a little menulet up there that was just leaking memory like you Hmm. couldn't imagine and once I got rid of that, it was the the one from now up to date in contact, uh, which I can't live without. I can't live without mm. now up to date in contact. But yeah, I think they're menu lit. My calendar file goes back to like 1993, so I think that mm. might be part of it. Um, well, even menu meters is up there. I wonder yeah. if that consumes probably a little. I mean, it doesn't do sure. a lot. I mean, it does it, but it does very well. Yeah, but that's where it's menu not... meters lives. And if you look, it's probably using some of your CPU, right? Mm. System UI server has got to be using a little bit because menu meters is trucking stuff along and the clock's there. Yeah. And and if, yeah. you, if you're so, having trouble, like, like today, I updated menu meters, John, mm-hmm. on this machine, and it said you got to log out and log back in. I thought, well, I don't want to log out. John's about to Skype mm. me and we're going to do the show. You better log out. No, I didn't. I, I just force quit the didn't. system UI server process. It loaded and... Fresh new version of menu meters up and running. Nice. So So, VM, you know, the problem is the hard drives are bigger than affordable memory. Correct. I want somebody to do something about that. Well, if you go back in time. 
piles of memory. Right. Go back to like 1995 and compare today's hard drive prices with uh, yesteryear's RAM prices and you'll probably be on equal footing. What are the RAM prices? Actually, wait a minute. You want hard drive prices and RAM prices to be even? Is that right, John? Closer to even? I want as much memory as hard drive for the same price. That's fine. I've got, I can sell you, buy your RAM anywhere you want. Tell me what you paid for it per megabyte and I'll sell you the hard drive to match. Really? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You tell me what you paid per megabyte per RAM and I'll sell you a hard drive any size you want for the same price per megabyte. Per, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, got me. Uh, I missed that part, but uh, still someday it would be nice to have, you know, a terabyte of RAM. Oh, sure. Well, you can have it today. You couldn't put it in your Mac. I've already maxed out the MacBook Pro. I got that at two gigs. Oh, and and here my G5. I think the G5 has what? Four or eight slots, right? Oh, yeah. You've got got, uh, at least, I think, six, if not eight. I'm up to one and a half on this thing. Okay. Pretty modest. Yeah. Yeah, but on my MacBook, MacBook, mm -hmm. I'm constantly running with two gigs of swap in use. Yeah. It's crazy. Why do I need that much swap? So, so I'm looking someday you won't need the hard drive. It'll be all RAM. All flash-based, huh? Man, that'd be sweet. Well, not fl- oh. now flash is relatively slow. Uh, some other different memory technology. Yeah. Flash I think is relatively slow for right. writing at least and reading. Yeah. But it's nice cuz it it lasts without power. That's right. So anyway, so we got system memory. Now the other one I really like, you know, especially if you're uh curious uh about your uh you know what's happening on your network you know you see the lights blinking on your router and your airport and what the heck's going on so the network tab on the uh activity monitor i really like because it shows you uh the data yeah went in and leaving i i do i use that and i of course use the menu meters equivalent but but this is pretty good mm-hmm. and uh and it's nice because it gives you the rate at which data is coming and going which is very handy uh, to to see what's happening on your on your Mac. Yeah, and I've actually noticed with this one that the uh, the rate sometimes uh, menu meter sometimes kind of smooths things out. This that's right. Shows you will show you a little graph and actually some actual spikes. So right, right. Um, like actually, my provider here, um, the uh, Optimum Online folks, yep. actually upped uh, our bandwidth to. Uh, what did they get it up to? It was uh. Uh, I think it's now up to 1.5 megabits a second. Upstream? Uh, down. No, you <laughs> no, should be. Up, mo- I think uh, you should be. No, you're more than that downstream with Optimum. I'm eight here with with uh, Comcast. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I think that. No, I'm sorry. Fifteen. No, uh, that's right. Yeah. Fifteen. No, 15, I'm sorry. There yeah. were ten. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think I was speaking megabytes. That's right. Megabits, megabytes. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they went up to uh they just upgraded it. I mean yep. they have a fiber backbone, so even that's kind of slow. But that's uh, right. fifteen fifteen megabits is uh that's sweet, man. That's double what I got here. Yeah, so we got fifteen uh what's your upstream? down. Uh I think they're up to two hundred kilobytes a second. Or two hundred kilobits. Is it's pretty slow. They they upped it really? a little bit. That but, is slow. Because uh, I'm at seven sixty eight here, upstream. Yeah, so sweet. Maybe, maybe 200. No, actually, I think it's 200. So it's 1.5 megabytes downstream, right. 200 kilobytes upstream. upstream. Okay. Let me put it in bytes, I think. In bytes, so maybe maybe it's 256K bits. upstream? Yeah, something like That's that. probably right. Yeah, round figure. But they actually introduced the, uh, around though. here, um, 
unless you're one of the lucky people like up in Boston or some other areas that have like Verizon and those guys that offer right. the uh, huge bandwidth uh, fiber into the house. I, I still remember back oh, in the yeah, at-home yeah. days, which, well, you know, that was a bad stock pick. But <laughs> I had one of the first, uh, you know, first cable modems in my area, but, uh, you know, they uh, moved away from the standard. But uh, when right, I asked right. the installer, I'm like, yeah, so it's a, you know, cable fiber hybrid what when do you think i'm gonna get fiber to the house and he just laughed uh, <laughs> but that was over 10 years ago yeah that's right when it was that's right next so uh maybe not maybe not where you are it's kind of distant I'm oh sorry. my god will you get over it already <laughs> hey uh so something else to get over and actually i don't mean to get over this um i wanted to we, we've gotten a, a slew of emails over time uh both complimenting and criticizing us on our the sound quality of the podcast that we do here and of course, as we as we mm. mentioned from day one, one of the the main goals of this show, or not goals, but one of the parameters of this show is that it requires zero or or very close to zero post production time. Uh, mm. We need to finish the show and upload it. And and frankly, that's just a factor of how much time we have to to put into the show. And so, we want to sound real. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's yeah, we want to sound real, but we also we don't have two hours after the show to to put this out. If if it needed two hours of post production, it would take days to get out. And we have would, no staff. That's right. Um, John doesn't do anything. That we can admit to. <laughs> that's, that's right. No, no, we do well. We have Michael. Michael converts it to uh, to AAC yes. very graciously. Thank you, Michael. Every week. Yeah. What about, and, what about your kids though? Don't they help? Oh well, no, no, no. Kathy Lee knows nothing. Um. So, <laughs> but but. Uh, you know, so, but people, I mean, if John's level's a little bit low or even if he's fine, but, but it dips a little bit from time to time, mm. we hear about it. And some of you, and you, you've heard back from us, some of you are very constructive in, in your criticism and it's great. And, and others of you aren't so constructive, but that's okay too. <laughs> it, it's fine. It doesn't matter. We're, please, please tell us if you don't think it sounds good, we want to know. I'm not complaining about that. What I am complaining about is I'm hoping that you do this with every show you listen to, because I just downloaded uh, a couple of ep episodes of that Ricky Gervais show, the the one that had like I think they measured the downloads in butt fillions or something. It had like you know great whopping huh? buttloads of downloads, right? I mean, millions whopping. and yes, pantloads, yes, millions and millions of downloads. Uh, and and now they're selling it on Audible or something. And so there's three guys. Wow. It's, it's similar to this, except they're not talking about really anything. Of course, we <laughs> we aren't either. But so I guess maybe they're they're actually the difference is they're actually funny, okay, and and entertaining. You're funny. Whereas we're not really. But um, mm -hmm. but anyway, it, one of the guys on there is is kind of the soft-spoken guy and, and the one that they pick on all the time. Uh, but you can't ever hear him. I was driving in my car. I'm like, well, this stinks. I mean, this guy's even lower level than John, when, when even when people complain. Oh, that's, so, that's bad. Man. Yeah, it's bad. And now they're selling this stuff. So I hope you're complaining to them, too. That's that's where this rant was going. <laughs> Just com complain equally and, and and really, but, but don't stop your complaints to us. If you're not going to complain equally, com complain to us because we'll actually do something about it. And hopefully tonight's show sounds okay. But, uh, mm. so that's we, that. So we, we, we have to change. What's that? You're saying that, what, what was I saying? Well, no, I was talking about the change, but that's, uh, the change. Oh, well, stuff. yeah, we'll stay out of the audio geek yeah, stuff for now. We'll do that next week. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll, or we'll, whenever. we'll narrow it down. Okay. Go on. Uh, so, but there are a couple of things going on. First of all, <clears throat> we have a survey up backbeat media, another company with which I'm involved, full disclosure, uh, is of course the company that represents the advertising 
uh, portion of this podcast, they take care of dealing with the sponsors and finding folks that want to sponsor us and interfacing with them and everything. And Backbeat Media is running a survey on all of our podcasts, which include this one, of course, Coverville, Evil Genius Chronicles, Winecast, This Day in Apple History, and the Mac Observer's Weekly Roundup with Ricky Spiro. So we're running, running a survey on all the podcasts. Please, please, please take the time to fill it out. There's an iPod Nano in it for you, uh, or at least a drawing for one. Uh, and we're doing uh, we're doing a separate Nano for a lot of each of the shows. So, you know, if, if you fill out for Coverville, uh, you can fill out for this one. And you could actually potentially actually win two Nanos uh, if uh, if you're that if your luck runs that high. And of course, if you're Irish, this is the month, right? With with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up. So can I do you, this? You can fill it out, too, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if you go to the uh, the best place to find it is to go to the show notes at MacGeekGab.com. There'll be a big picture of a nano. Just click on it and that'll take you through to the uh, survey. It should select that you came from MacGeekGab automatically and uh, and go through. But please do that. It uh, the, the questions are simple. It's one page worth of questions. You're not going through 18 pages, one page worth of questions. When you get to the bottom of that page, you are done. Enter your email address if you want to be entered into the survey. If you don't, uh, thank you for filling it out and uh, we'll happily you know, draw someone else for the iPod nano. And if lots and lots of you fill it out, that's okay. We'll actually add more nanos to the mix. So get out. No, man, we're doing this the right way. We, they, us, you, us, all of us, we, you, me. Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm here with John. Oh, wait a minute. We already did that part. We're here to talk about activity. Oh, we did that part too. (laughs) Uh, you know what? We did every part, didn't we? We're to have coffee and talk. Oh my God. This is coffee talk. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I like that. That's and yeah, good. When I sent you the video though, yeah. Well, I told you my story about that. But, you told uh, me your story. SNL had a very nice Natalie Portman rap video, which is like very hard to find, but. You can yeah, find you know. it on video.google.com. Yeah. I'm sure. It was funny. Yeah. So the band's rocking. They're rolling. Even even rolling. That's right. They're jiving and they're joking. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, what do we got here? Let's What's see. next well, week? Next week. Do we know what we're doing next week? I don't think so. No. It you could you be tell us. You, the user, will guide yeah. us. You tell us next week. Uh, maybe we'll actually next week we'll we'll go through some of the wish list stuff. We've had some of you send in uh, suggestions for your geek wish list, so we'll go through some mm-hmm. of that. Of course, I'd like to take an, uh, one last moment and thank our sponsors, AudioEngineUSA.com and IB2Cool.com. Too cool. That's right. Uh, and of course, this podcast is being downloaded from Cashfly Hosting, or has already been downloaded. By the time you get it, it'll be downloaded. It hasn't yet been uploaded, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. But anyway. Backbeat Media Podcast Network. If you want to sponsor this thing, please go fill out that survey. iTunes yeah. comments. I think we're out of Newsvine invites, right, man? Um, I may have to revoke some that have been sitting around. So I may have one or two, but you got it. You got to do something nice if you want one of those Newsvine invites. Yeah. One of you yeah. saw. One of you saw one of them come for me. I know. I kept saying I was out. I actually had one yeah. left, and uh, one I of mean, you. One of you hit my hit my sentimental heart on Friday uh, night. And out it went. That's just the way it goes, though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I like. I do. All right, so audio <laughs> no, comments. I the, the, the listeners. Mac, Mac Geekcab at MacObserver.com. You can call in to 206 
MattKeekCamp.com Show notes Survey That's all she wrote She wrote something? Or spoke Oh